What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, and welcome to episode 820 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once, once again, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line, too, as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off with our news and business segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented by the three-time WWS Hall of Fame, of course, 2015, 17, and 2020 Legacy Wing, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. It is the Iceman, E. Jared Geralimo. Of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, on the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, also have Suplex Machine John Gross with tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. <clears throat> of course, John is the first 2016 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, a member of the 2020 Legacy Wing of the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> also, another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Of course, that's right here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway with tonight's itinerary, let us welcome JD and John to what should be a Absolute explosive evening of nothing but big time wrestling discussion here on Revolution of 820. Good to be here. Thank you, Randy. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from our group dedicated to the National Wrestling Alliance, that of course being NWA US built on tradition. Join us from NWA US here tonight for Revolution episode 820's uh, live video feed. Please feel free, of course, to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NWA US tradition <clears throat> to watch us, of course, right there and comment on your, you know, give your thoughts and opinion on everything, of course, that we talk about here this evening. 
<clears throat> and of course, if you want to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here tonight. We, of course, will talk about what happened last night on Monday night. It was not a really, let's just say, not a real big time, not a real big and spectacular evening uh, last night. But, of course, we'll do some more discussion about that here in just a few moments. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, unless we have any other, of course, uh, um, items of interest to talk about here. We'll also be bringing you, uh, of course, another round of our matches, of course, here for for, for, for our wrestling pay-per-view extravaganza, WCWS's Blast from the Past. Uh, <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, with that, let's go ahead and get right underway here with Revolution 820. Of course, we rock and roll here with our, we start our rock and roll in here with our wrestling news and views here tonight. And here to bring it here to us from King Ice, as we said, the three-time Hall of Famer, the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene here this evening? According to reports, WWE owned 23.5% of Class B stock in the XFL, but the company didn't actually pay for it. Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com reported this morning that WWE received quality equity in the XFL and no payment or financial obligation, and that it was apparently done in exchange for granting Vince McMahon the authority to launch the XFL through Alpha Entertainment, however. In case you're wondering, the XFL filed for bankruptcy yesterday, however, in case you're curious, however. Meanwhile, however, the Florida Essential Services condition addition that allows WWE to run live shows without fans during the epidemic. The Florida Governor's Office released a memo on Monday that added three types of essential services. WWE is covered in the third list item listed in the memo, which was dated as Thursday, April 9, despite not appearing to have been released publicly until yesterday. Employees of professional sports and media production with a national audience, including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, however, and others necessary to facilitate, including services employing such production, only if the location is closed to the general public, however, read the memo, mind you. Meanwhile, in other news, however, believe it or not, Dark Side of the Ring tonight, however, will be a very interesting show, however. The life and times of Superfly Jimmy Snuka and the so-called murder of his mistress girlfriend, Nancy Argentino, will be on the discussion table, however. Don Morocco, however, and Argentino's sister will be among the people that will be discussing this, however, on the show tonight. The show is set to air here in the next half hour to 40 minutes on the Viceland channel, if you will. Meanwhile, of course, next week, however, we'll talk about, however, the, the attempted murder of Dino Bravo, or should I say the murder of Dino Bravo, if you will, however, mind you, that, of course, uh, saw his life in 1993, however, when apparently the Canadian Mafia, however, killed him. Meanwhile, however, AEW Double or Nothing is going on as scheduled, but not in its original venue. AEW announced today that the show will air live on May 23rd as originally planned, but it will take place at another location with the Double or Nothing set for the MGM Grand scheduled for next year, however. No word on where that'll be, however, mind you. Also, if that's not all, however, the Dynamite show set for Wednesday, May 27th in Las Vegas has been canceled. Fans who have already purchased tickets to that Dynamite show will be issued a full refund within a month by their financial institution, however, mind you. Uh, let's see here. Meanwhile, on AEW Dark tonight, however, we had, of course, Sean Spears, the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Mr. Peyton Royce, the chairman of AEW, take on the one and only Billy Gunn of the Gun Club, if you will, however, mind you. Meanwhile, in other news, however, mind you, 
During last night's Raw, however, Austin Theory was in action defeating Akira Tozawa, however, mind you, however, and that, of course, was made by a Paul Heyman decision, however. Theory is set to face Aleister Black in a qualifying match for the men's Money in the Bank match next week. According to Meltzer, Theory appearing on Raw was a move. Initially, he was brought in as a replacement for Andrade to team with Angel Garza against the Street Profits in Mania 36. However, apparently backstage officials were, quote, impressed enough with Theory from to remain on the main roster for the time being, even though Meltzer remarked that it's still, quote, way too early for Theory to making this move up the roster. Meanwhile, speaking of Raw, however, a couple of notes out of Raw. First, the viewership, however, mind you, and also the rating. And, of course, one other thing. Meanwhile, Monday's WWE Raw television averaged 1.913 million viewers, down from 2.01 the week before. The first hour did 1.994, hour two did 1.91, however, and the final hour did 1.83, however. The April 15, 29 edition last year delivered 2.665 million viewers. Meanwhile, they also drew a 1.40 rating, down from last week's day after meeting above 0.5 rating, and slightly above the 1.38 from two weeks ago, but among the lowest ratings ever for the series. One year ago this week, Raw drew a 1.88 or almost a 1.9 rating, down from the prior week's 2.03 Raw after Mania, but above the 1.8 from two weeks earlier. Meanwhile, however, in addition to that, however, there's also some other news going on in the aftermath of Raw, which we'll tell you about in just a second. Some sad news to report meanwhile in the world of baseball, however, is Hank Steinberg, the eldest son of George Steinberg, one of four siblings who owned controlling shares of the New York Yankees, died this morning in his Clearwater, Florida home due to a long-standing health issue at the age of 63. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Steinbrenner family, however, as Hal, of course, was put in charge in November 2008. While Hank was in his 13th season as general partner and his coach, he did not appear to have much involvement in the team's operations in recent years. Still, he consulted, however, referring to uh, how Hank, Hal said he consulted Hank and sisters Jessica and Jennifer on all major decisions. Hank Steinberg, of course, the oldest son, George Steinberg, I should say. A chain smoker and miniature drag racer, Hank had hoped to succeed as far as the team's controlling owner. Between the 2007 and 2008 seasons, he became the public voice of the Yankees' ownership, however. George, of course, died in July of 2010, and his wife, Joan, died two years ago in December of 2018. Randy Levine, the Yankees' president, had this to say about Hank earlier today, however, in a comment. Hank, to me, was a renaissance man. You could have a conversation with Hank for 10 to 15 minutes, and you can go from baseball to history to rock and roll to fine art. He held his own and was extraordinarily knowledgeable in all those areas, however. So, again, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with the Steinbrenner family. Considering he played soccer at Central Methodist and coached at Osceola Vanguard High. He was 15 when his father bought the Yankees from CBS in 1973, however, and he traveled to the team for the 85 and 86 season, learning under Lou Pinnell, Woody Woodward, and Clyde King before getting out baseball and concentrating on the Steinbrenner Thoroughbred Stable in Osceola, Florida. He was also vice president and director of Bay Farms Corp since 85 and a member of the Osceola Breeder Sales Company. However, he also served as a chairman, however, as vice president of Mid Florida Hotels Corp and coordinated a partnership with Gwynn Racing in 2000 to form a Gwynn Steinbrenner Yankee Stracks during the National Hot Rod Association tour with son George Michael Steinbrenner IV, uh, forming Steinbrenner Racing in 2016. He is survived by his daughters Jacqueline and Julia, sons George Michael IV and John, granddaughter Annabelle, and three siblings. And finally, Jerry the King Lawler is in hot water yet again. Why, you ask, however? His comments last night on Monday Night Raw definitely perked up on Twitter and also throughout the wrestling world, however, earlier today. After making a comment in a matchup between Theory and Akira Tozawa last night, however, 
king, the king and Hall of Fame, legendary Hall of Fame king, however, Lawler, however, made the comments, however, calling Akira Tozawa's one move, however, where he kind of did a pratfall botch trip, however, a ramen noodle uh, moonsault. As a result, however, considering Tozawa's ethnic background, however, a lot of people were deeply offended and literally upset, to say the least, as they blasted the king on Twitter within minutes following the match, as far as his comments go. In addition to that, however, there's been also talk, however, WWE could be taking action on the submission magician at some point, Shayna Baszler, however, however, after breaking the arm last night of Sarah Logan in her match, however, in uh, Money in the Bank qualifier match. But right now, no action has been taken yet on either King or Baszler on these matters. But we will keep you up to date with this story. Thank you very much, Eric. Of course, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King and W.O. George, King Smith, King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, you always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Gloom and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor would we even try to. Uh, let's go ahead and see what John has here in our wrestling. His birthday's here for today, of course, uh, April the 14th. As we go to a very old moment in time here to start things off, 79 years ago today, which will put it at 1941, in Los Angeles, Ed Strang Strangler Lewis defeated Ed Don George to win the world title uh, 37 years ago today which would put it at I do believe uh, bear bear with me here that would be let me see what's that what's that hold on 30 37 years that'd be I want to say night I want to say what year is it again Thirty-seven years ago today. I don't have a year. That's what I'm trying to figure out. 1983. Uh, thank you. On this day in 1983, the JPWA, known as the Japan Wrestling Alliance, shuts down. This comes a few months after Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki actually left to form their own companies. Of course, speaking of Jerry Lawler here, 31 years ago today, which would put it at, I do believe, bear with me here, 1989. That's Sounds about right. Yeah, that's right. 1989, Jerry Lawler defeated the late Kerry Von Erich to capture the WCWA Unified Heavyweight Championship. Lawler would be the last man to hold the title, and 11 days later, it would be unified with the AWA World Heavyweight title. Uh, 23 years ago today, which would put it at, at I know this one, this is, yeah, 1997, WCW presented Monday Nitro from the Core State Spectrum in Philadelphia. It's WCW's first ever event in the building. Uh, 16 years ago, did they put it at 2004? At an NWA TNA Weekly pay-per-view in Nashville, Apollo and D'Lo Brown defeated Kid Cash and Dallas to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. 12 years ago, did they put it at 2008? On Raw from London, England, Mickey James defeated Beth Phoenix to win the women's title, making her the third woman to win the title and at least at least times join the likes of Trish Stratus and Lita. Also on that same day at a teen day impact tape in the Universal Orlando, Kaz and Super Eric, of course you know that's Eric Young, defeated the Christian Coalition and LAX in a three-team match to win the TNA World Tag Team titles. Also on that same show, Petey Williams defeats Jay Lethal to win the TNA X Division title. 
Nine years ago today, we put it at 2011. Uh, legendary superstar Gene Kaniski sadly dies of cancer at the age of 81. Also on that same day, WWE superstars moved to WWE.com. The show was dropped by WGN after only two years. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2013. Fondango Steam Chala comes in at number 44 on the United Kingdom singles charts. Very impressive. Five years ago today, put it at 2015 in a SmackDown taping also in London, England. The team of Daniel Bryan and John Cena defeat Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. This turns out to be the final match for Daniel Bryan as he is sent home from the European tour after being diagnosed with a concussion following the taping. He's pulled from the tour as a precautionary measure. Bryan retired at the age of 34. Of course, you know, two years ago in 2018, he would make his return. Uh, today is also a very happy 26th birthday to uh, Tian Bing, who was actually once in NXT for a short time. Also, a happy 79th birthday to the four-time series champion and 17-time All-Star that, had, that has had many encounters in the wrestling world with Kane from 98 through 2010. Noted the three WrestleManias that had, of course, obviously we're talking about Pete Rose. As many wrestling fans know, at WrestleMania 14, Rose was supposedly the ring announcer for the match between Kane and The Undertaker, but Rose would be tombstone by Kane prior to the match, setting up a long-storied rivalry between baseball's Big Red Machine and WWE's own Big Red Machine. Rose's revenge on Kane would fail again at WrestleMania 15, when he was dressed as the San Diego Chicken as Kane was sitting on Triple H, and then in 2000, when Rose attempted to hit Kane with a baseball bat, but got chokeslammed, and also for his consolation prize, received a stink face by Rikishi. Rose would encounter Kane again in 2002 at a No Mercy commercial where Kane attacked Rose. In 2004, Rose would be inducted into the Hall of Fame by Kane without any violence. But six years later, Kane would cross paths with Rose one more time on a Raw edition with Pete Rose guest hosting the show. Also today, believe it or not, today is a very happy 32nd birthday to the wife of Roderick Strong. And I do believe this was also one of the ladies that, of course, has been involved with uh, one of the four horsemen of the MMA. I do believe Marina Shafir. Not too much mistaken. Today would have been, ladies and gentlemen, sadly, the 56th birthday of Brian Adams, who, of course, was known in WWF as Crush, also as a member of Demolition from 1990, and also a member of the Nation Domination in 97 before joining BW as a member of the NWO in 1998, and also forming Chronic. His former uh, star Brian Clark, who was known as Adam Bomb in 2000. The group returned to the WWF as part of the Invasion Angle in 2001 to have a brief feud with Kane and The Undertaker. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the WWF, WWE, whatever you want to say, today is a happy 45th birthday to a former four-time women, Lita. Here's a bit of history on her. And, of course, I did not know this. I thought she was originally from North Carolina, but apparently she was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Attended many different schools in Florida throughout her childhood and adolescent years, managing to finish high school nearly six months before graduation. She dropped out of college in 1993 and played bass guitar in several bands in Johnson neck of the woods, which are around Washington, D.C. She was she first was interested in wrestling after seeing Rey Mysterio wrestle on an episode of Monday Nitro and would travel to Mexico in 97 to learn, learn about the sport and how to wrestle. During her stay in Mexico, she trained under numerous wrestlers. After returning to the United States, of course, her real name, 
Amy Dumas, worked as a valet under the name of Angelica Madge Christopher Daniels. She would meet Matt and Jeff Hardy, who offered to train with her. In the spring of 1999, she was approached by Paul Heyman for ECW and was the on-screen girlfriend of Danny Doring. And on July 8, 1999, at Heat Wave, Doring proposed to her with a condom. Okay. Duma, uh, she would be introduced to Dory Funk Jr. by ECW wrestler RVD, and Funk would invite her to attend his wrestling school, the Funkin' Conservatory. She attended Funk's school alongside 23 men, I graduated from the school in August of 1999, and also returned to ECW. Meanwhile, Funk and his wife compiled video footage of Lita and sent it to the WWF, WWE, the better they would be impressed, and on November 1st, 1999, she would sign WWF. After honing his skills at MCW, she was paired with S.A. Rios, and her ring name would be Lita. They debuted on February 13, 2000, where Rios won the light heavyweight title over Gilbert, ending Gilbert's uh, <coughs> 15-month uh, reign as light heavyweight champion from November of 98 through February of 2000. Lila, Lila, Lita would mimic S.A.'s moves by using the moonsault in her of Tirana. The two would then feud with Eddie Guerrero in China for the European title. In May of 2000, a storyline was developed in which Lita found Rios cavorting with the Godfather and his host. Rios would turn on Lita, and as a part of the storyline, she would be joined by the Hardys. As a member of Extreme, she developed a more alternative image, wearing baggy pants with a thong hiked up with high bubber pants. Aye, aye, aye. Clearly exposed right, right after she joined Team Extreme. She became the only female to ever be physically involved in TLC matches twice. A record would be physically be broken when Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Asuka was physically involved in one of those matches in December of 2018. In June of 2000, Team Extreme would feed with TNA, with, of course, with Lita engaging in a rivalry with, rivalry with Trish Stratus. It developed into an off-and-on long-term feud between the two women that lasted throughout 2006. On July 31st, 2000, her hometown Lita team with The Rock, defeat her and Triple H in a mixed tag team match with Lita pinning to her to get the victory. Three weeks later, Lita would re regain the women's title defeating Stephanie McMahon, a title she held for 73 days until she dropped the title to Ivory. As Survivor Series, Lita lost her rematch close to Ivory. Afterwards, Lita would then feud with Dean Malenko, who was supposed to be a ladies' man. On February 19, 2001, Lita ended the feud by defeating Malenko in a non-title match and also shared a kiss with Matt Hardy. Beginning their on-screen relationship and turned their real-life war romance into a storyline. Lita and Trish would join forces for Team WWF, taking on Stacey Keeble and Tori Wilson from WCW, and where Lita and Trish won the first-ever tag team Braun Payne's match at Invasion. The Invasion storyline would end on November 18, 2001, when Lita took part in a six-pack challenge for the women's title that had been vacated by China earlier that month, but Trish Stratus captured the title. At the end of 2001, Matt and Jeff Hardy were in a war with Lita being the center of it that caused Matt to dump Lita. However, both of them were injured by the Undertaker after Undertaker had successfully defended the hardcore title against both men. The Hardys would reunite with Lita at the 2002 Royal Rumble to try to get there on the Undertaker, but Undertaker would eliminate them both. Both the Hardys and Lita would be a part of the Raw brand in the draft lottery. Lita would, be, it would injure her neck while in the show Dark Angel. She would undergo surgery on April 30th, 2002, but would spend a year re rehabilitating uh, doing some commentating on Sunday Night Heat. During her time recovering, Team Extreme split with Jeff leaving the WWE to go to TNA in 2004, and Matt Hardy going to SmackDown to capture the Cruiserweight title in 2003.
Either would stay on Raw, but she would be fired by Eric Bischoff after Bischoff rejected her advances that she followed the footsteps of SmackDown's Tori Wilson and she posed for Playboy. But, but she would return to the ring, saving Trish Stratus from a beating at the hands of Molly Holly and Gail Kim. Their first match back at Unforgiven, she came with Trish to defeat Gail Kim and Molly Holly, and she targeted the women's title that Molly Holly was wearing. As Survivor Series, she failed to regain the title again over Molly. In 2004, she got back together with Matt Hardy, with Matt returning to Raw this time, but came with feud with both Matt and Lita and wanted to make Lita his. This would lead to Kane impregnating Lita and defeating Matt Hardy in a Death Do Us Part match on August 23, 2004. Lita would be forced to marry Kane with Matt Hardy attempting to halt the proceedings, but would be attacked by Kane. Lita and Kane would marry, but there were problems between the two on September 13, 2004. Kane was in a match with Stinsky and Lita and Kane arguing. To hit Kane with a chair, causing Kane to land on Lita and her unborn child. Unfortunately, the baby was lost. Lita sided with Kane in all of this. At Taboo Tuesday, Snitsky would injure Kane, and Lita would then refuel with Trish Stratus. On December 6, 2004, Lita recaptured the women's title in the Raw main event over Trish Stratus. That would be the last time the women would main event on Raw until 2016 when Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte to regain the Raw women's title. Lita would lose the title in 2005 to Trish the New Year's Revolution. Lita suffered another injury. This time it would be her ankle. Lita tore her left ACL and would undergo surgery again. In real life in 2005, Lita and Matt Hardy would split up and work out that Lita had an affair with one of her fellow co-workers, of course known as one of Matt Hardy's friends, who would be Adam Copeland, who of course we, all, we know him as, of course, as, as Edge. Lita would return to WWE television in March of 2005, siding with Christy Hemme, coaching her to take the women's title over Trish Stratus. At WrestleMania 21, but Trish would retain the title over Christy. Lita would continue to match Kane and use Kane as favors to get Trish Stratus a backlash. Kane defeated Viscera and allied Trish won it, but it all blew up in, Tr in Trish's face. On May 16, 2005, Lita would turn heel for the first time when she edged defeat Kane in the finals of the Gold Rush Tournament, saying that she never loved Kane and that led to a relationship between Lita and Edge. On June 20, 2005, the two had planned to get married, but Kane would interrupt the proceedings. After the feud with Kane ended, Matt Hardy returned to WWE to continue the ongoing storyline between him, Edge, and Lita, with Matt Edge feuding throughout the fall of 2005. 2006, winning the WWE title New Year's Revolution with John Cena. And the next night, Edge and Lita would have engaged in a live sex celebration but celebration would be interrupted by Cena and also Ric Flair. Lita Edge and Mick Foley would also join ECW to feud with Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Beulah, the team winning at ECW One Night Stand. In August of 2006, Lita won her third women's title over Mickey James, but she would lose the title and never given to Trish Stratus in Trish's retirement match. Lita would then match Randy Orton as Orton and Edge was born rated RKO. Lita would win back the women's title for the fourth time at Cyber Sunday. <clears throat> over Mickey James, but she would lose the title in the retirement match at Survivor Series. But then Lita would make some sporadic WWE appearances in 2007, 2010, 2012. Of course, in also 2012, when she beat Heath Slater on the 1,000th episode of Raw. In 2014, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and in 2016, she had a brand new WWE Women's title. Lita would wrestle three matches in 2018. Won them, of course, the first ever 2018 Women's Warrior Rumble, teaming with her old rival Trish Stratus in Evolution to defeat Alicia Fox and Mickey James, and also the next night on Raw as well. And, and that is it for the wrestling history and birthdays here for the night. And John, 
God's God, so there are not rust in the race. On this date in 1865, a moment that would change the fate of American history. As you remember, Abraham Lincoln was shot at Ford's Theater by John Wilkes Booth. Also on that same day when Lincoln was shot, Lewis Powell would attack William H. Seward. Background, the shooting began with Booth threatening to shoot Lincoln on Inauguration Day and also attempted to kidnap Lincoln with the other conspirators. There are various theories with what Booth wanted to do with Lincoln. Booth made a statement saying, by God, I'll put him through. Lincoln would have had premonitions three days prior to his death in which he wandered the White House searching for the source of the mournful sounds. Lincoln said in his dream, who is dead in the White House? One of the soldiers said he was killed by an assassin by the president. For the months, though, Lincoln had looked pale and haggard. I told people how happy he was on the day of his election. Mary Tyler Lincoln talked about such brain bad luck. Preparations for the shooting began at, began at midnight <clears throat> uh, when Booth with Booth writing to his mother where he wrote, Our cause almost being lost, something decisive and great must be done. While he was visiting Forest Theater to pick up his mail, Booth said that Lincoln would be there to see our American cousin there that night. Booth would go to Mary Surratt's boarding house lunch in DC and ask her to deliver a package. He wanted to ready the guns and ammunition at the store at the tavern. The conspirators would meet one last time at 7 o'clock p.m. Booth assigned Lewis Powell to murder William Seward at his home. George Atzerott, I hope I, hopefully I pronounced uh, that name right, uh, to kill Andrew Johnson and David E. Harold to guide Powell to the Seward house and then to a rendezvous with Booth in Maryland. And they would strike immediately after 10 o'clock. Let's see if John has anything else here. Despite what Booth heard earlier in the day, Grant and his wife, Julia Grant, turned the station down at the last minute. Let's see if John has anything else here. Uh, and Major Henry Rathbone and Clara Harris would also take their place. Married a headache and was inclined to stay home. But Lincoln told her told her he must that she told her she must go because newspapers had announced that she would. William Crook advised Lincoln against it, but Lincoln promised his wife him was him saying, I suppose it's time to go through go time to go, though I would rather stay. Day, assisting Mary into the carriage. I'm here. The president, I know I'm still reading here. John's is still getting up as quick as he can. The presidential party arrived and settled into their box with the orchestra playing and hailed to the chief. Uh, the pre uh, 1,700 people rose in applause. Lincoln sat in a rocking chair and had been selected among the Ford, the Ford family's personal furnishings. The cast modified a line of the play in honor of Lincoln where, where the heroine asked for a seat protected from the draft. 
The reply scripted as, well, you're not the only one that wants to escape the draft. The draft was, ha, has already been stopped by order of the president. At one point, Mary Lincoln whispered to her husband, saying, What will Miss Harris think of me hanging on, hanging on to you so? Lincoln said she wouldn't think anything about it. Ladies and gentlemen, John is going through very much detail here. Very interesting there indeed. It was actually, these were actually, those words were considered Lincoln's words. And of course, we, I did see a comment made by uh, someone on our live video feed, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Lewis Fleming, about Lita being uh, raised in Florida. Uh, that might be the case, but heard many, many times. I've also heard that she was, she's also been, uh, said that she was also raised in North Carolina, too. So um, I don't know which, to be honest with you, I don't know which one is actually correct, but uh, but I've often heard she was also uh, raised in, somehow there is a North Carolina connection for Lita as well. With Crook, with Crook off, with Crook off duty in Ward Hill, Layman away, policeman John Parker was assigned to guard the president's box. In intermission, he went to a nearby tavern along with Lincoln's footman and coach. It is unclear when he returned to the theater, but he was certainly not at his post when Booth entered the box. Navy Surgeon George Brainerd Todd saw Booth arrive. He stated at 10.25 p.m. a man came in and walked slowly along the side of on which the present box, on which the presidential box was, and I heard a man say, "There's Booth," and I turned my head to look at him. He was still walking very slow, and he was near the box door. Uh, he, when he stopped, he took a card from his pocket, wrote something on it, and gave it to the usher. He took it to the box, and the mint door was open, and he walked in. Booth would barricade the door by wedging a stick between it and the wall. And then there's this. Hold on a second. Here we go. The popcorn you're eating has been pissed in. Film at 11. No. God, JD. From, from here, I second There is evidence that And I'll be back. Though it is not 100% certain. Ruth would know the play by heart. One of the lines said this, well, I guess I know enough to turn you inside out, old gal, you psychogizing old man trap. 
Lincoln would lap at the line before he was shot. Booth would open the door and shot Lincoln from behind with a derringer. The bullet. Sorry, folks. The bullet would enter his skull behind his left ear, pass through his brain, and came to rest near the front of the skull, fracturing both orbital plates. Lincoln slumped over in his chair, falling backward, and Rathbone turned to see Booth standing in gun smoke four feet behind Lincoln. Booth shouted a word that thought sounded like freedom. Jump him as Booth drew a knife, stabbing Rathbone repeatedly in the left forearm. Booth prepared from the box to the stage, a 12, with a, which was a 12-foot drop, and he would land awkwardly on his left foot and began to cross the stage. Many of the audience thought it was it was it was part of the play, but he held a knife over his head, yelling, "Six semper tyrannis," and then saying, "The South is avenged." Immediately after Booth landed on the stage, the screams of Mary Lincoln and and Clara Harris also with Rambo Rathbone's cries of stop that man prompted others to join the chase as pandemonium broke out. Booth ran across the stage and ex exited through a side door, stabbing an orchestra leader. He had left on a horse weighing outside in the alleyway and pushed Joseph Burroughs away, striking Burroughs with the handle of his knife. Lincoln was unconscious and his eyes were closed in a comatose condition with, with Mary Lincoln uh, sobbing. After Taft and Leo opened Lincoln's shirt, they found no stab wound but the gunshot wound behind the left ear.
It was able to dislodge a clot. The breathing of Lincoln improved. King, who was an actress, cradled the president's head in her lap. He would, he would pronounce the wound mortal. After that, afterwards, they would carry Lincoln to a home in William Peterson's first floor bedroom. I'm back. He would be laid diagonally on the bed as more surgeons would arrive. They all said Lincoln, they all said Lincoln wouldn't, wouldn't make it. Barnes probed the wound in some bone fragments throughout the night as the hemorrhaging continued. They would remove blood clots to relieve pressure on the brain, and Lean would let Lincoln know that he was in touch with humanity and that he had a friend. Robert Ty Lincoln would arrive at midnight, but Tad would be kept away at the course when he was only at the age of 12. Lincoln's features began to be calm, and his breathing was slow and steady. Later, one of his eyes became swollen, and the right side of his face turned. Shortly before 7 a.m., Mary would be in Link at Lincoln's side, with Lincoln still unconscious, kissing him, calling him every endearing name. Yeah, this is a very long piece of non-wrestling history, but it is a big time. It is a big. It is a well-known moment in 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 in, in history. Yes. At seven twenty-two a.m. Sadly, he died on April fifteenth, eighteen sixty-five. Mary Lincoln would not be present at this, but his face became calm and his breathing more quieter. With Stanton saying, "Now he belongs to the angels." Immediately afterwards, Johnson would become president and would be sworn in by Simon Chase between 10 and 11 a.m. Lincoln's funeral would be held across America, which would take its final stop in Illinois, where Lincoln lived. Horse Prey, of course, on May 4th, 1865. It would be the third president to die in office and the first president to ever be assassinated. Yeah.
I know about I'm John is still typing away at me, so I have to wait here. The more popular assassination actually would be would break headlines, of course, in 1963 with JFK, of course, John F. Kennedy being shot. There have only been four assassinations since that fateful April day. Today is officially what he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, we thank you very much, there, sir, for the wrestling and non-wrestling uh, histories and birthdays here today. J.D., we thank you very much for the wrestling news and views here for tonight here as well. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. one 605 Caller ID, one three eight zero five five pound It is 10 o'clock even, uh, of course, on... Uh, on, uh, of course, Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, episode 820 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, along with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And we do have someone on the line here, someone we actually thought we was not going to make it. We did get a message earlier that he actually lost power at near his home um, here right before, of course, our Revolution went on the air tonight, but apparently he is on here with us. Uh, now, now get ready to come on, ladies and gentlemen, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Illustrated Facebook page. He is also a member, of course, of the WWS GWI Wrestling Forum chat box, and he's a frequent guest of, 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 of course, of a lot of our shows um, <clears throat> here in the WWS Radio Network, of course, and also a man who will be challenging He'll have a real his first big time matchup here this coming week here on Revolution. Uh, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit later. But here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Now get ready to come on the line here from the state of Georgia, which was kind of peachy, by the way. <laughs> here is, of course, the king of clubs himself, the one and the only, Mr. Mitt Patel here. Of course, Mitt, we welcome you to 820 Serve Revolution. We thank you for being very patient with us and welcome on to the show tonight. Oh, no problem. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, uh, let's go ahead, and, and I'm sure we might not have a whole lot to talk about here in terms of been last night on Raw. Uh, John actually, uh, he, he, the only thing he really much has to say is that he kind of refuses to comment on what happened last night on Raw. He just pretty much summed it up to saying it was like a bad show all around. Uh, Mitt, was there anything you wanted to add about as far as what happened with Raw last night? It's just that I can agree with John about it. And the Becky we've been seeing lately is not the Becky that we loved. You know, Becky's not being Becky in this feud between Becky and Sana. Thank you, Mitt. I appreciate that. Uh, JD, I um, know you probably have a few things you probably need to mention here, but, there any, um, but um, if there's like, just to sleep it down to like a few key pieces here, there might not be a whole lot to talk about. That's what John admitted. Anything you wished about Raw last night, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll say my big rant for tomorrow, if you want me to, but I will say how I, uh, they've gone to the well one too many times, however, and uh, what King said was absolutely ridiculous. And what uh, 
Shana did even more was even more ridiculous. I'm gonna say that, and that's that. Okay. Well, folks, like I said, you have to also keep in mind there as well that ever since all this broke out about this pandemic, I mean, it has it hasn't been the same even before this pandemic hit. It hasn't been the same action that we've been always been used to seeing. I mean, they have really kind of watered it down and condensed it down and all that stuff. And, um, and it's just pretty much, it's just pretty much kind of, uh, come down to a point here to where it's just not, some people may, may want to look at some people may not. But, I mean, but regardless of how you swing it, whenever I have, regardless of all that, some folks are still looking at it and all. I mean, of course, what really surprised me was the fact that there was a lot of people that was kind of praising about what, how WrestleMania went, even though that it was it was nothing like we we had never had seen. I mean, apparently some people were praising Vince for what he was doing. Some people, like myself, and I'm sure a lot of the guys here, didn't really care that much for everything that happened, of course, on, on, at WrestleMania. But there was a lot of folks there that was actually uh, – that was actually kind of uh, just kind of give was, was just kind of just thrilled as to as to how it all turned out. And um, now, I mean, I'm sure that, like I said, it, your guess is as good as mine here, folks. It's just one, it's just one sad one. It's just one sad reality after another right now. That you know, especially with this announcement here today to do a lot of these shows here and apparently with the, with the announcement here that they made here about uh, about WWE not being an, a, a essential I mean first off WWE has not been essential in the last 10 or 15 20 years and, and I much commented on that I think JD sent out a post and I actually read that a little bit. And I do think JD presented that out. Um, our own Danny from Oak Park actually did a real good comment about it. I don't remember what the whole comment was, but I actually I kind of replied to it and I kind of said the only way to and I, it wasn't worded in this fashion, but it was kind of similar to what I said that the only way the WWE is going to be essential is that they get rid of Vince McMahon. I mean, it's just plain and simple. That's the one thing that's keeping WWE pretty much weighed down. Is that Vince? You know, is a is, is a power hungry freak, and, and if like said, go his way, you know, then you know it's not going to happen. Then think about it, and it's not going to then it's not going to go down. It's not going to last long. I mean, I mean, for example, I think a lot of the superstars that right now that are that you know JD has mentioned that there was a lot of superstars that Vince is considering burying. And the only reason why he's doing that, obviously, because he didn't bring him in. He didn't. He didn't give him the. He didn't give him the. You know, the give him the. You know, this is what you're going to do here and there and all that stuff and all that. I mean, this was this was thought about other people within WWE. It wasn't Vince's idea, but yes, yeah, Vince's idea to bury it about all the superstars that he doesn't feel that that is, in his mind, reliable or. Considered, a, considered, a, a, exactly. So, I mean, 
In other words, if, it, if, it, if it's not trademarked by Vince McMahon, he's not going to do it. I think that's pretty much plain and simple. So, like I said, my personal opinion here is this. You know, we've got, and what's even sad, well, let, me, let me tell you one other example here. But y'all know how I'm an avid YouTube watcher. We all watch YouTube from time to time. I post a lot of stuff off of YouTube. I put it on, the, on a lot of these pages at the time. I've been reading from several people who actually have YouTube channels filled with wrestling videos. Unfortunately, WWE has tried to shut, has pretty much shut several of them down because it contains some of their content. And these guys and gals are having to switch over, and you instead of using YouTube, they're using um, what's that other one? Daily Motion. I've mentioned that. And they're getting away with it. They're on daily motion. I mean, for daily motion, they don't even seem to care. But apparently, YouTube and all that, apparently because that WWE apparently has a good, has a good rep, has a good uh, relationship. I guess you can say, with that WWE and YouTube have a good relationship, working relationship, and all that. So any of these uh, individuals, that have a lot of their stuff, you know, you know, they say, oh no, you can't do that. And look what happens shut them down big time so now they're switching to uh, and i said they're saying they're, they're they're starting other channels on other on other things like like I said daily motion for example i mean there's some people have been posted links on you sending them to the thing on daily motion that this is where our stuff's going to have to be at because wb seems to have a problem with it. so like i said they're getting a lot of nitpicky here and you know why why then that's another reason above all JD, Mint, John, everybody, all these guys know why I didn't watch WrestleMania. That, that's another reason right there. It's because WWE is getting so blame picky that somebody's going to take their precious footage and they're going to they're going to they're, they're going to they're going to shoot it all to heck. I mean, the, the thing is, what well, we're simply wanting to do is just watch it because we enjoy looking at that stuff. Because, like, if you didn't have wrestling the way it was back then. It wouldn't be as popular now. And people will be thinking, oh, this is how wrestling is. It is what's how it's going on now. No, that's that's not how wrestling goes. And for those who say it's not called wrestling, I say to you, BS. But that's what it is. JD, I'm sure you agree. John, I'm sure you agree. I'm sure you agree. It's not called sports yeah. entertainment. It is called professional wrestling. There is a, there is a ring. There are guys and gals wearing wrestling gear, wrestling tights. They're talking about wrestling moves. They're no superstars. They're called wrestlers. Yes, they're, they're, yes they, 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 are, they are, like I said, big, big time names. Yes, I agree with that. Make it, you're, not, you're making it out like you know it's like a soap like a like a hyped up soap opera or a Broadway show or or, or and some people even still compare it to ballet and it's not it's no ballet no nothing nothing about it has it has nothing to do with ballet I don't know why who up with that part but ladies and gentlemen my personal opinion here is this is in the pudding and a lot of stuff that I've done here with the WWS blast from the past because these are these are shows and matches and moments that we can talk about because let me tell you something this is stuff people enjoy watching 
it. And they enjoy watching it to this day. And you know why? Because the stuff out now is crap. It is crap. I mean, at least AEW is trying their darnest to save us from this monotony. That's the best. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Cody Rhodes is doing it. I mean, J.D., John, and Mitt would agree with I'm sure to agree with this, too. Cody Rhodes and company are doing a fine job trying to bring back traditional wrestling. And they learn, and Cody learned it from the best. He learned it from his father. You know, his brother's also involved with it as well. You know, Dusty Rhodes was was one of the was one of the was one of the men in wrestling. And like I said, I mean, even Dusty said it at the Hall of Fame, and this, and he even said it on a at the WWE Hall of Fame broadcast. He said it is called professional wrestling. That's what it is. And whoever comes up and says. Now, it says, well, Vincent Mann told us to call sportsmen. Well, let me tell you, let me, let me, let me tell you one thing. And and John, JD, John, and Mitt will be witnesses to this. This might be one time if it gets again, okay. But to, to Vincent Mann, I say this to hell with you. Because I'm telling you what it's called. That's what it was called even long before you ever got your grubby hands on it. If your daddy hadn't given you control, all of it would probably wouldn't be in this mess now. Period. Bottom line. I mean, anyone wants to challenge me on that statement, then come on in and bring it. Because, like I said, I mean, I enjoy what that's. I enjoy watching the old moments, man. I enjoy looking at. There are some new stuff from like the past five years that are okay, but like I said, not everything is. It's become more watered down each and every time you look at it. And they're trying to keep a clean cut image. I mean, I mean, I mean, how long has how long has it been trying to do that? A long time. I mean, come. Yeah, I mean, JD, I'm sure was and JD, I'm I'm just speculating on this, but I'm sure you were appalled back around 06, 07, and 08 when they brought back yep. what was supposed to be ECW, and it was nothing more it was than watered what? down. It was too watered down. It was too watered down. Is what it was. It, I mean, there were some good things about it I liked, but there were some other things. I mean, like I said, we talked about this before, the December Dismember, one of the worst shows of all time, however, because, I mean, <clears throat> of all the bullshit that went down. And like I said, you have the but politics involved, well, too, but it was all watered down. Right, but you were ticked off. But you were, but you were ticked yeah. off about when you, when you saw what I did. Don't not tell me you weren't ticked off about that. No, I wasn't. I was you, you tell me you were upset. Whenever Vince McMahon tried to bring that back, don't tell me for one second that you did not see any similarities at, at all. Late, right before they shut it down and brought in NXT, do not tell me that they simply made nothing more than a than a third version of Raw and SmackDown. That's all it was. That's all it was. In the beginning, they tried to make it look like the original, but when you got Heyman out of there, man, you took that element out of there and you just screwed it up. Vince screwed that up, man. And some people. Probably, hey, what would he could have done if he wanted to bring back WCW? And you know what? He probably wouldn't do that because every time you say those letters around him, he'd probably get ticked off about it. You say those three letters now. I mean, so hey, folks, I, I mean, is, forgive me. Go ahead. What's sad about it is going to the live event is actually better than attending to the pay per view. And that's sad. You know, I, I agree. Going to, 
going to the WWE live event to put on a good show. But when they put on, try to convince us on TV, that's when they fail. Well, let me ask you guys this. If you had a choice between watching what was on TV today or popping in a tape or a DVD of something that came out 10 or 20 years ago, what would you pick? I probably do the DVD. Okay. How about you, JD? What would you do? He said he'd be like that. Oh, he did. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I would I would do just that. Let me tell you what I did several weeks ago. I popped in something that I haven't seen in a long time. WrestleMania 13, 1997, 23 years ago. That looked just as fresh now as it did then because it was on DVD. J.D., let me pose this upon you up here now, okay? With what with what's been with what's out there on YouTube and all reliving a lot of these great moments and everything, and with what you're seeing on TV today, would you rather turn it on TV every week and watch an episode of Raw, SmackDown, or whatever, or would you rather pop in a tape or a DVD of an old event from 10, 20, 30 years ago and watch? Which one would satisfy you more? 10, 20 years ago, I mean, there were so many good ones that's just back then. I mean, you had a lot to watch back then, yeah. too. Yes, I mean, I mean, you had more action back then, didn't you? That's the one thing they took away from it. They took the action away from it. They took the blame action away from all of us. Well, not they. One person did. We all know who that is. Yeah. All I'm saying, they get rid of him, the product's going to get better. They get him out of the the equation, it's going to be better. But like I said, let me tell you something. And I hate to say this. I don't like sounding cold. Y'all know me all too well for this. I'm going to say this one time. The only way that he's ever going to leave is that if he falls down dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm. That's true. Lord forgive me. That's the only way he's going. The only way he's going to drop off. Okay. Okay, guys. All right. I've said my piece about that. All right, guys. Well, we still got plenty of time here, so I say, how about we relive a lot of those matches like I just talked about? How about that? All righty. I've got plenty of them. Sounds good. I got plenty of them. And met what we're doing here this time. I've got over 50 matches, shows, moments. You might remember these. I mean, so like I said, and some of these I may not be exactly accurate about, so I apologize in advance. John, okay. uh, please feel free to comment on some of these too if you like. Okay. First first one I have here. <clears throat> JD, I'll see you all asking for us about this one. We go to an in-your-house event from 1995 as we see Bret Hart taking on Hakushi. This was from SummerSlam of uh, 95, however. Not a bad match, but it was halfway decent. I mean, it was not as good as their match, however, I thought, however, at, uh, what was it, the first in-your-house in May. Okay. Now this my, this my it says it was a coming in your house show, the one I found here. That might have been the first one at the in your house. If that was the in your, that might have been at the in your house, the first one. Then, because I was thinking of the SummerSlam, because they did have a match at SummerSlam too. 
Yeah, but this was this was an ad in your house. I think it might have been the same one. Yeah, this was the first one. Then this was the first. Then this was the first one. I think this was the first one. How? But wasn't didn't Bret Hart wrestle two matches that night? I think he wrestled Jerry Waller yes. later or yes, something like that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's correct. That's, yes. That's what I thought. John, if you're still on, your thoughts about this Bret Hart versus Akushi from in your house in 1995? Yeah, it was a pretty decent match. It could have been better, like JD said. Oh, oh, John, I didn't know you sounded like me. <laughs> oh. No, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know if John's still here or not. I don't think he is. I think he might have left already. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, excuse me. Okay. That's Ginger Ale talking right there. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, anyway, I'll get. If John's still on, I'll come back to ask him about that one in a minute. The next one here, JD, we have a whole. This is this is this is an entire. This is a show. This is not just one match from a show. This is a whole show, and, and I'm hopeful you remember some of this. I didn't, I didn't watch all this all the way through, so I apologize. Okay. I got a lot of these off of YouTube, by the way. This is the NWA's World Championship Wrestling Program. Do you remember this program? Yeah. Um, Okay, JD. JD, this is from May thirty first, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, there were some interesting things that happened. How? What was it? May thirty first, nineteen eighty six. Right. Exactly. This was the whole show. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a lot of things that went down uh, at this time. Like you said, that was when Ricky Morton had his nose shattered by Ric Flair. I'm looking here and seeing the. Uh, story here, however, uh, Dusty Rhodes and Babydoll did an interview. You had uh, Jimmy Crockett announcing them. You had Magnum T and Nikita Koloff go at it, however, with uh, some intensity there. Tully Blanchard and J.J. Dillon doing an interview. The Rock and Roll Express against uh, two guys. The Great American Bash uh, update in which Bob Coyle announced that Flair would face 14 charts within a month. The man with the hands of stone, Ron Garvin. The big boss man, Jim Cornette. Shaska Pez Watley. Cheap Wahoo McDaniel. I mean, you had some great people back then in the uh, NWA territory back then. Mitt, your thought, thoughts about this program here, World Championship Wrestling? This was the in, this is when it was still NWA. Like I said, May thirty first, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I have to agree with JD. I had the same thought. Okay, all right. Well, like I said, if you want to go back and find a lot of these on YouTube, I'm sure a lot of these on YouTube you can go and watch. Um, I'm just pointing these out in case if y'all remember some key moments from some of this. Uh, speaking of which, this is a very rare moment right here. JD, I think you, I'm hoping you might remember this. This is a moment right here. We're going to go back a little bit further here. We're going to go to the early days of New Japan wrestling. Ooh, interesting. Okay. And I don't know the exact date, but I know this was in 1981. This was Abdullah the Butcher versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, uh, th th yeah, this was interesting. Think about Hogan at the time was going between AWA and New Japan, however, yeah. and Hogan was very, very young there. He was about 27. And, of course, Abdullah the Butcher, we know about his history, being the crazy man that he was. How You talk about uh, one of the most sadistic, insane people, however, however. I mean, he had his battles with Carlos Colon, of course. That was like sort of like uh, the big feud of the 80s in Puerto Rico and everything like that. And it was very interesting. But to see Hogan go over to Japan and fight a guy like Abdul the Butcher, I mean, 
Holman should be very thankful, however, that Abdul didn't uh, stick him, if you know what I mean. I mean, there were some very uh, unique things about the Butcher, and the Butcher definitely took those prisoners. I mean, like I said, all you got to do is watch uh, some of his matches with Carlos Colon. I mean, there was some very intense matches there, and of course, you also got to figure, he also had some pretty big battles with Bruiser Brody, too, in World Class and in Puerto Rico as well, so Abdul is definitely a unique individual, no question about it. I mean, he is also, I know one time he also owned, I remember hearing, I think, a ribbon uh, Chinese joint called Abby's House of Beef and Chinese Restaurant, and I think that went belly up and down in Atlanta, near Mitts area, but uh, yeah, uh, the Butcher was definitely sadistic and crazy. I mean, he wasn't a guy you definitely wanted to screw around with. Believe me, he would hurt you and hurt you badly. As a matter of fact, on YouTube, I think someone posted an interview that that uh, was conducted uh, to Abdullah. I think the Great Muda was the one that did the interview from, yep. from, from that restaurant. I would, I, would, I would not be surprised. I mean, that would be interesting to see the Great Muda in uh, Oh yeah, but this was an interview that Muda actually conducted at his at yeah. Abdullah's restaurant. So I mean, it was right. Yeah, oh, I believe it. But like I said, you, you just talk, like I said, you talk about some wild, insane things. He was that. I mean, he's seventy nine years old now, which is scary. Uh, uh, Mitt Abdullah the Butcher versus Hulk Hogan from New Japan from nineteen eighty one. Yeah, I think this was May. In May of that year, it was, mm-hmm. it was a decent match, something to watch. Certainly, indeed. Okay. Uh, next match up here, of course, we we go. Okay, we we'll go back to JD here, and I'll ask you about this here, JD. We go to, we go back up a little ways here. We go to Monday Night Raw, May third, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I don't. I don't know if any kind of other than a special referee. I think was involved in this, but I don't think it was any other stipulation here. It was Triple H taking on Ken Shamrock. I believe China was the special referee in this. That sounds right to me, and I think I remember that because that was actually eight days after the whole Owen Hart fiasco. However, as we all know, however, and to put that match eight days after Owen's passing, however, I mean that was gutsy by WWE, very, very gutsy. And one last note about Abdullah, I want to point out too. I think not many people knew. I mean, he did wrestle for a brief time. I mean, he did wrestle for very long WCW in the '90s. Of course, we know he was at Halloween Havoc '91, but he was also a member of the very first Starcade because of his battle with Carlos Colon, however, they uh, took it to the Greensboro Coliseum because no one would sanction that match. And instead, Crockett figured, okay, I'm going to put these two guys on how on the first Starcade, however, and see what they can do. And you saw what happened because of the Yugoslavich and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Mid, uh, Monday Night Raw, May 3rd, 1999, Triple H versus Ken Shamrock with China, the yeah, this was a pretty fun match. Ken Samuel is the guy I wish he could beat the hell out of Brock Lesnar right now in his prime. Yeah, well, <laughs> I agree there. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah, oh, indeed. Absolutely. But it was a decent match. What? Okay. All right. We're going to go a little bit more modern action. This was actually last year, this next one here. Money in the Bank, oddly enough, of 2019. Ain't <laughs> that something? 
uh, as we got Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles as it was a universal title match about this. J.D., what's your take here? Well, Seth Rollins, of course, uh, basically uh, was looking to burn it down, no pun intended. The phenomenon was looking to be, let's just say, show uh, how too sweet he was. Let's just say, a unique match, let's just say, very entertaining for the most part. I enjoyed it. Mitt, uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, universal title match from uh, last year's Money in the Bank. Yeah, this was a fun match. Because after this match, that's when Seth was cooling down as a hot baby face. And then he became mm-hmm. dull right. after, this, after this match. Right. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, next matchup here, we go back down a little ways here. We go back, to, we go to WCW Monday Nitro, November 8th, 1999. This is a very unique match right here. As we saw Medusa take on Chris Benoit. JD, your thoughts here about this match? Very unusual match to see these two fight one another, to say the least. Very, very uh, unusual to say the least. Now, Medusa, I don't know, was, was she still involved with Randy Savage at that time? Around that, around that time? What's that? Was, she, was, was Medusa still involved with Randy Savage in that entourage at the time? Uh, no, I think she'd gone away from that whole thing. Okay, all right. Mitt, Medusa versus Chris Benoit from Monday Nitro, November 8th, 1999. Yeah, I really didn't care for this match because I ultimately knew Benoit was going to pull out. Okay, okay. Next up here, and the next one is is another uh, another entire show, okay? Just like we did with the second, just like we did a little while ago. But this is not a particular match from a show. This is an actual show. Just to let you know here, uh, JD, the, the the show that we the show we will talk about now is an episode Saturday night's main event, December nineteenth. 1985. Yeah, that was actually a very uh, unique show. I just watched that show. Uh, believe that was the fourth Saturday night's main event, however. And that was a, a very interesting show. That was actually held in Tampa, believe it or not, however. And the main event of that one was JYD and Steamboat versus Fuji in Morocco on that show, believe it or not. It also had uh, Hulk Hogan take on Terry Funk. They did a 10.4 rating. And, of course, uh, they would air a couple weeks later, however. Uh, mind you, however, since the third WrestleMania was in Hershey, however, uh, very unique match. Uh, you kind of got a little bit of an early tease of Savage and Steel that would face off in WrestleMania 2 the following March. Also, that was when Jesse Ventura and Piper Longhorn did not like Hillbilly Jim and his entourage of Cousin Luke and Uncle Elmer. But uh, very interesting show, like I say, very unique, however. And like I said, you had Hulk Hogan, of course, uh, compete however, against Terry Funk at the USF Dome, however, that night, however, in Tampa. Uh, Mitt, Saturday night's men event, December 1985. I agree with Okay, all right. Next up here, now, 
next up here we go back we go back up a little ways here just a little bit more recent not not um, just just a few years ago not too, too long ago we go to monday night raw once again but this time this is october the third 2016. this was the women's title match between sasha banks and charlotte jd your thoughts here very good match with these two. However, and they uh, had some good chemistry as we all go back to NXT. And this was uh, one of the better matches between the two. And in fact, I just found a comment now involving what Lawless said. So I'm going to play the soundbite for you guys. And I'm going to get your thoughts on it too. And here it is right now. There you go. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mitt, uh, Sasha Banks versus Rick, uh, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Women's title match, Monday Night Raw, October 3rd, 2016. Yeah, really good match. I just didn't like okay. how they were doing back and forth with the women's title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, now, now I'm not sure if, if this was a title match or not. Uh, JD, you might have been familiar with this event. I'm not sure, but I'll ask you. I'll ask your opinion here about this. The event was called Global Warning. This was in 2002. Uh, it was The Rock versus Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. I don't know if this was a title match or not, but uh, if you're familiar with this match, what's your thoughts about it? Yeah, I can't remember if it was or not either. However, I'll have to go back and check, but I'm not sure. But uh, it was okay for what it was. I'm, I don't remember this match real well at all. But I did hear, how I don't know if you guys heard this or not, that Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream had a little confrontation on Twitter with each other today. And according to reports, how it says, Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream will, quote, have a chat this week on this week's episode of NXT. Cole posted to Twitter suggesting the, quote, face-to-face chat with the Dream, which Dream accepted and WWE has made it official. After accepting how Dream proceeded to mock Adam Cole, including saying that Adam Cole is so vanilla, they should change the name to Ice Ice Hashtag Bay Bay. Cole says, before that, I have an idea if he's got the guts. I want a face-to-face chat hour with Velveteen this Wednesday on at, at WNXT. Just the two of us. The champ in the dream. It's time to see if he's really worthy of a championship opportunity. Hashtag Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Hashtag Undisputed Air. To which Stream responded moments later, only for that scent like that vanilla scent, Cole. So, apparently tension is building between these two. Okay. Um. Mitt, warning 2002, The Rock versus Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. Um, it was a pretty good match. Okay, all right. All right, next match up here. This was, I think, leading up to WrestleMania 8 back in 1992. This is called the March to WrestleMania. Uh, March 30th, 1992. Roddy Roddy Piper versus Shawn Michaels. J.D., your third. Good match with two Hall of Famers, however. Of course, we know what Shawn would do, of course, against Al Matador, and we all know what Piper would do, of course, with uh, 
hard for us five days, excuse me, five days later. Uh, Mitt Piper versus Shawn Michaels, March to WrestleMania, March 30th, 1992. Yeah, it was a fun match to watch. I would go back and watch it again. Okay. All right. Uh, next match up here we've got. Now, the next one is is a pay-per-view. Ah. I think both of y'all might remember this one because I do. Because uh, I think I've got this on tape. So, but this was a good one here, my personal opinion. But let me ask y'all about this. J.D., your thoughts about uh, WWF's No Way Out from 1998? Yeah, this Tuesday in Texas, very interesting match to say the least, however. I mean, you saw a pretty good show here. However, this, of course, will lead into, uh, like I said, however, a lot of interesting moments, of course. Mind you, this was, of course, a very special in-your-house show. Of course, we saw what happened in that match when we had a good main event, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, Owen, and Austin team up taking on the Outlaws, Triple H and Savio Vega, Kane taking on Vega, and of course the headbangers defeating Goldust and Mark Merrow to start the show. But yeah, you had a pretty good crowd here, 16,000 in Houston, very entertaining, however. And of course that will lead into WrestleMania 14 between Sean and of course uh, Austin, where the Austin era would begin. Mitt, your thoughts about No Way Out from 1998? Yeah, I agree with Jakey. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That came from that came from some more ginger ale there. There. Yeah. That actually kind of helped. That kind of kind of been helping me out a lot here. Oh, that too. Oh my God, I love ginger ale. <laughs> Speaking of world championship wrestling, just shown on ESPN the uh, 1988 World Series just now. By the way, JD, on the Sports Roundup page, you'll be pleased to see some more classic sports moments, including some uh, two or three football games. So you might want to check that out. All right. I'll check that out. All right. Anyway, this is a moment from NWA's version of World Championship Wrestling. Now, this is just a moment. It's not the show. It's just a moment from this. August 28, 1982. This is when Roddy Roddy Piper turned babyface on NWA's World Championship Wrestling. What year was this? This was August 28, 1982. 1982, you said? Yes, August 28, 1982. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to play that clip, and I remember that, however, because he, uh, got, he got Morocco space, and then he also got in cold off space. I remember on this show, Howard, and uh, he's like, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, Shirley Temple, hi, how are you? And then, and goodbye. <laughs> in fact, you know what? I'll play that clip right now. You're gonna laugh at it. Hold on, I can dig it up. Hold on. I was just watching yeah. that clip to, just yesterday, Mid Atlantic. Hold on, I think everyone's gonna like this. Hold on a second, where is it? Uh, turns baby face. Hold on. Uh, t- August 28th, okay, here. August 28th. Yeah, here it is. August 28th, 1982. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it starts with Gordon Sully interviewing Ivan Koloff, and then things get really heated at this point. Oh, no. Okay. There's only Anderson talking. I forget who's with Morocco. Okay, here's Ivan. 
Yeah, but you were thrown out of the you were thrown out of the tournament because you took a chain and wrapped it around some young kid's neck. <laughs> Just a second there. I want to say one thing. First of all, I'm supposed to be out there and interview these American people. Every time I get into the ring to wrestle some Americans, they're always yelling at Kodak. USA, USA, you see this like this right there now. You see Kodak's head, you see the stars on my head. I'll tell you something, I'll tell you one thing. You're talking about, you know, and I ain't no goody do two shoes. Every time I see Donnie Hoffman on my TV, I shoot the TV. But if they let a bald-headed geek like you in the face, man, they can be all bad, brother. So why don't you just take on your next jackass and just wander on out? No, no hassles, no trouble. I've already been fined so much money. I got money in my pockets. I walk in loaded. I walk out in a pair of underwear. They're doing all kinds of stuff for me. So I'm sorry, Mr. Soli. You're having no more trouble on a Roddy Piper. I'm a nice guy. I'm like Shirley Temple. Hello, how are you? And that's as simple as that. You could tear yeah. oh, yeah. Ivan Cole off a new one right after that whole scene. And Gordon's trying not to laugh, but you can see Sully's just smirking the whole time. It's like, what the hell? It's pretty funny, actually, when you think Nick, about it, though. Nick, your thoughts about um, Roddy Roddy Piper turning uh, babyface on NWA's World Championship Wrestling from August 28, 1980? Yeah, it was interesting. I enjoy it. Uh, by the way, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has already left us for the for the night. Uh, I guess he had to step away, but uh, I guess he had to go ahead and leave for the evening. But I'll talk to him hopefully a little bit more, of course, tomorrow night with uh, with of course wrestling debate and also revolution, of course, a little uh, tomorrow night there indeed. Uh, okay, next up here, another big time moment here. Uh, all right. I don't know the exact date of this, so forgive me there, guys. This was Monday Night Raw. This was in 2001. This was when China accepted a challenge made by Ivory for a women's title match at the 2001 Royal Rumble. J.D., your thoughts about that this? Was, that was earlier in the year, I remember, actually, and that set up what would happen in China Mania 17, too. Uh, yeah, China in 2001, however, really wasn't that bad, however. I mean, she had her fans and also had her detractors. But at the same time, you could tell how China really, at times, how it really didn't seem like she really cared. You know, a lot of people said how her attitude was just plain out miserable after the whole thing with Hunter. But I think the real problem with her was how she had done all she could, however, for a little while. And I think she was tired of um, being basically like kicked off to the curb or kicked to the side how she tried to make her own statement and let it know and yeah she did have some good moments don't get me wrong but at the end of the day how i think how what really hurt her is just there was some things however that kind of really i don't know if upset her or pissed her off or she just didn't have the energy or passion to just drive it you know and um yeah it is what it is you know uh from Monday Night Raw 2001, China accepting the challenge from Ivory for a women's title match at the 01 Royal Rumble. Um, I agree with JD. Okay, all right. Next one here, we're going to go back a little ways. We're going to go to Mitt's favorite thing here, of course, and that is talk talking about WCW. And I'm sure Mitt enjoys that, of course. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. So, so, so I know how he feels. <laughs> uh, RJD, Slamboree, 1999, Goldberg versus Sting. Ooh. Good match in Sting. Yeah, Goldberg, it was a decent match, but I think Sting should have just been very careful not to mess with Goldberg, man. Uh, Mint, your thoughts here? Goldberg versus Sting, Slamboree 99. Very fun match, something to watch. And this is when Goldberg was continuing his streak, I believe. Was it 99 or was it was it 99? I think it was 98 when it ended. I think it was 98 when it ended. It was, it was uh, Starcade 98. Because if you remember, Goldberg and Nash, Goldberg lost the belt to Nash. Scott Hall um, got him with the taser gun during that big distraction they had during that match. I think it was. So. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's correct, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, next match up here, we go back a little bit. We go back up a little ways here. We go to 205 Live. That's a very rare rare occurrence that we do that. But 205 Live, July 10th, 2018, Leo Rush versus Colin Delaney. J.D., your thoughts here? Yeah, the Gary Coleman pipsqueak wannabe versus the one who at one time tried out with uh, – WWEHR and the watered down version of ECW. It was okay, but again, I wasn't a fan of either one of these guys. So, uh, not, uh, not exciting in my opinion. At least I, I, I wasn't really entertained by it, though. Okay. Um, Mitt, um, Leo Rush versus Colin Delaney, 205 Live, July 10th, 2018. Yeah, that was okay. I was surprised they didn't keep Colin Delaney after the um, that stint would be there a little bit longer, but it's okay regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Next matchup here, we do a six-man tag. This is night Raw, October 11th, 2004. Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and Edge taking on Evolution. J.D., your thoughts here. Good six-person tag, very entertaining, very enjoyable. However, six of the best right there. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, enjoyable. Mitt, Monday Night Raw, October 11, 2004. Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and Edge versus Evolution. Yeah, it was really good. I was a Evolution fan back then. And it was really good. It was a pretty good match. Okay. All right. All right. Next match up here. Uh, we go. Actually, this is from last year, guys. Uh, so we go. So we go just backwards about one year here. As uh, we go to WrestleMania 35, uh, the match for both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships: Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. JD, your thoughts here about this match? Good um, match. Can I tell him something? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm sorry, but you know, um, 
Daddy, speaking about Wanda Wellesley, what do you think about her comments she made? Saying, you, you know, very good question, mate. I'll answer you. Uh, I think Ronda Rousey right now is acting like a jealous, petty, narcissistic bitch. Maybe she's playing a character, maybe she isn't. I mean, she's saying all of us fans are, are freaking ungrateful. Okay, we supported you when your UFC career was down. We supported you when you lost the holy home. And WWE and Vince threw you a life preserver and said, okay, why don't you show up at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, Howard, and make a statement. And what did you do that first night, Howard? You made somewhat of a little interesting statement. You were trending within 24 hours. A couple months later, Howard, you're in the main event, Howard, against Ric Flair's daughter, Howard, and against one of the up-and-coming big names, Howard, that was getting over with her nickname, The Man, Howard, to see if she was man enough, Howard, to take both Ronda and, of course, Charlotte Flair down, and that's Becky Lynch. You should be very grateful for what you said. And as far as what Nia Jackson and the other girls said, I don't agree with some of the comments they've said, but I do agree with a little bit of what they said, Howard. I mean, she says, okay, I don't want to be away from my family. I want to be with my uh, them all the time, Howard. I don't want to travel as much. Okay, then why did you do all that stuff, however, for a while when you were in UFC, okay? I understand you exactly. didn't have that much of a schedule as far as uh, that much travel, and uh, you worked out quite a bit, and you were close to home in your kitchen, I think. But now you've, you've decided, okay, I'm going to try this new animal, this new beast, to be used the term loosely, by competing WWE. I mean, okay, it wasn't for you, so be it. You didn't have to go out there and blast the entire ladies' locker room, however, who you became friends with, some of them anyway, at least, Howard, and then find a way to bury the others. Maybe you did it in character, maybe you didn't. But at the end of the day, Howard, you should be very grateful they gave you this chance, Howard. So you don't have to cry and bitch and whine and piss and moan. And I said this tonight on Revisited, too, Howard. You should be very grateful this opportunity they gave you, Howard. Very grateful. Okay. I agree. Well, I, I, I agree. They shouldn't have done their... About the fans, when the fans are the ones who help you sell the yep. arenas out to see your match. Exactly. At, no matter what and you do, you know, no matter what you do, say whatever. Like the Carl Lawson situation yesterday, we talked about later, that later on. We always going yep. to get someone always going to bitch about everything. This is why we can't yep. have the attitude error in this modern day. Because yeah. everybody's offended about every damn thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now let me let me mention let me mention this here. You mentioned up some key when JD mentioned some key points about you know how you know after after Ronda Rousey suffered that loss in UFC, you know in WWE as JD said tossed her the proverbial preserve. What what happens? You know, so it comes around also the time that. Uh, that, uh, um, you know, when we heard, of course, after the sad passing back in 2015 of the one and only Roddy Roddy Piper, Piper was one of those that praised Ronda Rousey. Y'all remember that all too well. Yep, I mean, it, so much his, so. Yep, and it was his I'm family sorry. that gave oh. her. Yeah, it was well, his family that gave her permission to, to take that Rowdy gimmick and that jacket and everything. Well, well his son. Brought him the jacket. Brought her the jacket. The, the night of their rumble appearance. 
That JD, am I am I am I right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. That's the fair. night that she appeared at the 2018 Royal Rumble, her Piper's son Colt, as his name Colt, right, brought yeah. brought yeah. Ronda his his dad's jacket to wear. And you know, in the in the 2K commercial with her in, she mm-hmm. has that jacket in that commercial. They played the clip of you know Piper praising Rhonda. Yeah. You know, and how she. And, yes. And they, I mean, she. They, had, they even asked her with Roddy Piper's new video, however, that came out just this past year, the Hot Rod story. You know, to be the host right. and share some of Roddy's moments. You should be grateful. Right, because, because I mean, can, can I say this one quick thing? And I'll, yeah. I, there's several more matches I want to do before we cut close up shop here. But I'm going to add this one, one, one thing here. And by everything we've been talking about here, with the nickname she's got, the color she's got, and everything like that, this is, this is one fact, as I said, throughout her tenure in WWE, and has even been said like in like like behind the scenes or in front of the camera or whatever. Ronda Rousey, and I'm gonna say that and then ponder this for a second, guys. I may be right about it, I may be wrong about it, but that's okay. That doesn't matter. I'm gonna say this anyway. Ronda Rousey would have a chance to make it big in the WWE if it had not been for the late Rowdy Roddy Piper. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That right there is a clear-cut fact. If it hadn't been for Piper, Rousey would not be, would not have any, any of the moment WWE moments that she has had, including, of course, picking up the Raw Women's Title, including making her first appearance in the 2018 Royal at the 2018 Royal Rumble after that match is over with, or even teaming up with the Hall of Famer and Kurt Angle to take on. Uh, take on uh, what was it? Stephanie um, and Hunter. Triple H and Stephanie. Yes, and also remember, not that, and also not to have that. Also, she wouldn't have that moment at Russell Thirty One when The Rock got her out of that audience, and she and she almost broke Stephanie McMahon's arm, and she kind of uh, yep. body slams Triple H. So I mean, she wouldn't have all those moments if it had not been for Piper making 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 that uh, influence. Giving her that influence, yep. no one can, no, it cannot. That nobody cannot deny that. Nobody cannot say it's a falsehood. That is a one hundred percent pure fact. The signs are there. We owe it. Boom. And sorry, if anybody wants to contradict me on that, then let them try. Because we all know that fact. Because those, because like I said, the word, those colors, like I said, would would, would, would probably, with all no disrespect intended to this great superstar. But the word, but that, but those colors, and that body would have probably gone along with Piper when they put him in the ground. If he had not given them that influence, if he had not given Ronda Rousey permission to use it, person. That's just my opinion. So there you go. No, you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. There you go. Right, but I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it here. I'm just stating a fact. A lot of people have not acknowledged that. I'm acknowledging it because I know it's a fact. So there. Okay, that's just my opinion. That's all. Next moment here, guys, we've got here. We're going to do five more before we close up shop for the night, guys, okay? Five more stuff to think. Five more things right here. Um, we go back to Monday Night Raw. 
January 7th, 2013. The Rock comes out and interrupts CM Punk and tells him that he has made a vow that he's going to become the champion. And, of course, we saw that happen at the Royal Rumble. J.D., your thoughts? Thanks. Yeah, we did. And you know what, Tower? At the time it happened, Tower, Heyman was managing CM Punk, Tower, and they thought, Tower, I mean, Rock had been told by Punk, Tower, uh, just ridiculing Dwayne in his words, however, saying that Dwayne was a Hollywood uh, actor, uh, soon to be a movie star, however, what does he have to prove against him? He's the greatest world champion of all time, however, they had a pretty good match. I know it's on the Rock's Essential Collection DVD because I have that one here in my collection as I'm looking at it right now, however, but it was it was a very unique match, let's just say. Mitt, your thoughts about this moment from Monday Night Raw, January 7th, 2013, when The Rock interrupted CM Punk and told him he vowed to become champion at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, it was a pretty good match and a pretty good moment for those who was listening for the okay. actual day where people come back. But this is where I think CM Punk kind of lost it. <clears throat> this is where I think CM Punk lost the respect with dirt or even this started to happen. Yeah. And at least, you know, if y'all remember at the Royal Rumble that night, because I remember watching that match, you probably remember that that was one thing for once that Vince McMahon did that actually kind of made kind of sense. He about he about took that belt off of Punk if it hadn't been for the Rock interference that he wants to do it the, the way the fans want to see it. He wanted to give the people what they wanted. So, and that's what happened. And sure enough, right there in front of the Rock's mom, right there. Or was it in Phoenix? It was it was a Rumble that year? I, I think it, Phoenix, it, I think. it sounds, that sounds right. I think it was Phoenix. It was either Phoenix or something somewhere. Uh, Phoenix or Vegas, one of two. I can't remember. I know where I'm trying to think though, but I I know where you're going with it. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but like I said, with the Rock's mom watching all right, the Rock held on to it. I think until that year's WrestleMania, of course, you know, Cena took the belt off the Rock. Um, um, okay, uh, next one here. This was one event. This was this was one event that a lot of people did not like. But luckily, I'm just talking about one of the matches from this event. And I'm sure, hopefully, JD and Mitt will still stick around with me after I mention about what the event is. That is WrestleMania Nine, and I am talking Ooh. about the match between the Mega Maniacs and Money Incorporated for the tag team titles. JD, your thoughts here. Well, I've talked about this many times. I mean, you think about it, though. Hogan, of course, that night, how I teamed up with Beef Kicker that afternoon, I should say. By the end of the night, how once again, it was all about Hulk Hogan and his ego, because apparently he found himself getting involved with the whole Bret Hart-Yokozuna affair, and Bret told him to go out there and beat Yokozuna. This after Yoko won the title. This was sort of like we just talked about with McIntyre and Big Show last week, and they went back to that well 25 years, 30 years later, however, with this whole thing. I mean, that's why WrestleMania 9 had... A very mixed bag as far as the review goes. I mean, you look at one of the better matches of the night, Howard. It was Shawn Michaels and Tatanka to start the show. And then up until really, I I don't know, it's hard to say what was the best match of Mania at number nine, Howard. But I would have to say that basically, Howard, like I said, Howard, and like I said, go figure, Howard. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitt, WrestleMania 9, tag team. Title match, Mega Maniacs, Hogan and Beefcake, 
versus DiBiase and IRS, of course, the champions at the time, of course, Money Incorporated. Yeah, I have to agree with JD on this. Okay, all right. Next matchup here, we go back a little bit more recent here, guys. We go to Backlash from 2018. This is for the Intercontinental title, Seth Rollins versus The Miz. JD, your thoughts here? Not as good as their match, however, at WrestleMania that year, however, because you had Finn involved, but still half decent between the two of them, however. It was uh, unique, however, shall we say. And uh, oh, Sorry about that. But overall, yeah, I mean, it was it was somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mint Backlash 2018, Rollins versus The Miz Intercontinental Title match. Yeah, this was a fun match to watch. Okay. And All right. Next. Oh, go ahead. And it's something I would watch again. Just for the hell Okay. There you go. All right. Sounds good. Uh, next up here, we go to we rewind the clock about 30 years, guys. We go back to Saturday night's main event, January 22nd, 1988. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. J.D., your thoughts here? Oh, not as uh, – yeah, I remember this. Not as good as their match tower leading to Mania 2 a few years before, but it was okay. Bundy was starting to phase out around this time, I remember, because he was starting to get into acting more, basically, rather than Russell. I mean, he was not the same as he was in the early 80s when he was Big Daddy Bundy at W World Class Championship Wrestling WCCW or something like that. And I am hearing some reports, according to ESPN now, they said they are planning an event for USC May 9 at a location to be determined. Apparently, Dana White is telling Brett Okamoto, I'm not seeing the highlights on ESPN right now. I mean, this after Dana White said how he would do it on a private island, apparently. So apparently USC is trying to get back to work on May 9th. The night before mostly, the location has not yet been determined. But on a, even on doing it on an island? I mean, He said he would do it on a private <laughs> island, however, well, actually, before it comes to worse. Actually, actually, I think uh, I think I, I found out. I, I think I found out what the name. I think I found out what, what about that island, JD. As a matter of fact, it was called the. the um, Oh, I know what it was. It was called the Gilligan yeah, Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Mitt. <laughs> well, I could have said Fantasy Island, but that wouldn't be. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mitt Hulk Hogan versus <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy Saturday night's main event, January twenty second, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, it was. It was an entertaining match, but not as good as their WrestleMania match they had. Okay. All right. One more encounter here before we close it up for the night. Uh, this one may not be really well known, but I'm going to tell you an interesting fact before I ask all y'all's thoughts about it. This was from Madison's Garden, March of 1983. This was a six-man tag pitting the team of Andre the Giant, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and Soul Man Rocky Johnson versus the team of Big John Stud, Captain Lou Albano, and Atha. I heard in the description for this video on YouTube that, believe it or not, 
the one I've, the one guy I have all six of these guys that wrestled that showed the that showed the best performance of them was Captain Lou, believe it or not. Shockingly. But JD, your thoughts about this in Madison Square Garden? Six, six unique wrestlers, and we talk and talk about Superfly. We had that documentary on tonight on the Viceland Channel, which I will be watching. However, uh, after we get done with tonight's show, how I'll let you know my thoughts about it. Hopefully tomorrow or Thursday. But yeah, I mean, 1983 was a very interesting time in WWE. You think about it. this was shortly before Hogan came in. You saw Bob Backlund was still your champion. How you didn't have Snuka and uh, Morocco just yet built up. That would come a month or two later, and they would start getting into it, however. And that, of course, would culminate in the big steel cage match, if you will, however. That being said, how you had six unique guys, I mean, like I said, it was it was very entertaining, like I said. And, of course, I think that was the same match, I think, if I remember, Backlund took on Morocco in a Texas death match, if I remember, that same day, however. But, uh, yeah, the Garden was always the place to be in the 80s, however. It seemed like we've talked about many times over. Whatever building you were in, whether it be, like, in... Like down in Atlanta at the Omni or at the Coliseum in Greensboro or the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh or Civic Arena, like I said, however, the Spectrum, the MSG, Boston Garden, Cap Center. I mean, everywhere you went in a territory, those big venues however, always would see 15, 6, and 18, 19, 20 thou deep power. And it did not disappoint whatsoever. And this was a very good six person tag. I enjoyed this one. This was very enjoyable. Mitt, your thoughts here? Oh, and now, oh, and now this. Oh, uh, Real quick, they're also saying now the PGA's plan for a possibility of no fans at the championship is they're expected to announce a revised season schedule later this week is the PGA. Even though they said they're going to be doing it at Harding Park in San Francisco in August, but they might not have no fans in August. Right. Um, okay, thank you, Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, I hope you – I hope um, – has anybody got their stimulus checks yet? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, Madison Square Garden, March of 1983. Andre the Jimmy Snooker and Rocky Johnson versus Big John Stud, Captain Lou Albano, and Appa of the Wild Samoans. Yeah, it was a decent match. Was okay. it? I wasn't right. fan of the match too much. Okay. All right. Well, like that, believe it or not, guys, we covered 22 matches out of this tonight. Out of, believe it or not, uh, uh, 53, believe it or not. So, um, but uh, we'll, we'll have some more. We'll do some more tomorrow night, of course, here on Revolution. Uh, before I ask, before I ask y'all, uh, what, is there, there's anything you wish to add? I'm going to add this one thing before I get to that. Uh, over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as 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 we all know, with a whole not going on right now at this time because of the infamous infamous flu bug, as I have been calling it, uh, <clears throat> that uh, you know we've had more time. Of course, we of course have had of course had more time to take care of a lot of things here involving WCWS, and actually, of course, you know, and JD, of course, knows this all too well. Now, a lot of times, from time to time, if I get inspired to create another group for WCWS, I will, of course, do so. And of course, on Raw on on Raw on Raw Radio yesterday, I actually did announce this. JD did hear this uh, that I actually did. I actually created one group, and I actually added a bunch of stuff to another over the weekend. Over the 
long week starting with, of course, uh, last Friday all the way through, of course, yesterday since I was off from work uh, yesterday because of Easter Monday. First off, the group that I created, for those of you ladies and gentlemen who are uh, car buffs like myself, the classic cars, older cars. I mean, some of the new cars, are, of course, are cool, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm an old, y'all know me. I'm old fashioned. I like the old stuff myself. I'm kind of partial to that. Because without the old, you wouldn't have the new. I think of it that way. So there you go. And also, just because something's old doesn't go away. There you go. Uh, back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, a, um, a car magazine known as Motor Week uh, did what they called these. Um, did these reviews of, of the latest models that came out from back from the 70s all the way through the all the way to the early 2000s. And I think they're still putting some out to this very day. But they have posted a lot of videos on their YouTube channel called Retro Reviews, in which they actually pull up that they which they have posted a lot of these older videos and talk about like specific cars lineup of cars or one one car in particular or what have you from back in the day i've actually started a facebook group based upon the retro the motor motor weeks retro review videos and the and the page is called motor week retro review cars of the past and it's nothing but like i said these these particular videos um there might be there's there's cars like foreign and domestic um, and you might uh, you might get a kick out of, uh, out of a lot of that. So be sure, of course, like I said, to check that out today. Uh, it, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash <clears throat> Motor Week Retro Cars if you want to, of course, uh, uh, if you want to, of course, uh, uh, if you want to check that out. Um, but like I said, I'll be posting some more some more on there here very soon. There's a whole bunch on there, and I'm, every time I find here lately, I've just been posting, of course, like I said, ones that just popped up. It doesn't matter what the car is. Cars, trucks, SUVs. Um, heck, I even got even got one. There's one or two on there, one with a motorcycle and also even one with a rig for a track back in the day. So definitely check that out there here today. Like I said, it's called Motor Week Retro Review. Cars, if you want to check that out. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you're big fans of NASCAR, like I am, of course, I also have a personal connection to that, as, of course, my grandfather was the founding fathers of NASCAR. That is, and there is a truth to that, by the way, so that would be no dispute in that claim. But that is, that is, that is, of course, the 100% uh, dynamite truth. I have been posting older races on the NASCAR. NASCAR UH, of course, with the fact that, of course, the NASCAR season has also been affected, of course, because of this pandemic. Uh, they're possibly going to possibly restart those somewhere around the middle of May. Um, uh, I believe right the middle or the end of May. I'm not sure yet. But uh, but, but like I said, uh, uh, but uh, but like I said, uh, if you want to check out some of these older, if you want to check out a lot of these older pages, be sure, I mean, these older races, be sure to go to uh, facebook.com 
sports group sports slash NASCAR US history. If you want to check out the, the name of the group, by the way, is NASCAR US High Octane History. If you want to check out a lot of these races, some of them from back from the, I get found them from the 50s all the way to the 60s, 70s, the 80s, and from the 90s, and even some more recent ones as, are as, most, as from the last several years. So check that out here today on that page here as well. And also, as I mentioned to JD a moment ago, I did post some uh, classic sports moments, including several football games uh, on the WWS Sports Roundup page. If you want to check that out, along with, of course, with the Masters recaps as well at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Sports Time. Of course, whenever you don't have, like I said, you can't watch the actual thing, go back to some of the older moments because, like I said, they're just as good, I think, in my personal opinion. Uh, I think we lost JD. Uh, I think I'm not sure. He must have. He might have gotten flushed down the toilet. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. But uh, let me go ahead and ask uh, Mitt. Or is there anything you? Wait a minute. I think we might have him coming back on now. Uh, um, okay, JD. I think we lost you there for a brief moment. We got you back. Yeah. JD or Mitt, is there anything? I wish to add before we close up shop here for the night. Um, you go first. I'll let me go first. Oh, you go first? You go okay. first. Uh, first off, happy 54th birthday to David Justice and Greg Maddox today of their birthdays. Also, speaking of baseball, we understand today Hank Steinbrenner, the somewhat, uh, who, uh, like I said, who's related to the New York Yankees, however, apparently passed away this morning at the age of 63. Our thoughts and prayers are certainly with the Steinbrenner family today, however, as the co-owner of him apparently died after a lengthy illness. It had nothing to do with what's been going on, but he died at his Clearwater home due to a long-standing health issue. And, of course, I mentioned him at the start of the news, however, earlier tonight. So, again, our thoughts and prayers are with the Steinbrenner family. Thank you very much, sir. But again, happy 54th birthday to David Justice and Greg Max of the Atlanta Braves and also other teams as well. Of course, Max is also a former Chicago Cub as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, happy fourth birthday to J.D.'s Pecker. (laughs) 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 Okay, no, I'm just, no, I'm, no, okay. Well, J.D. knows we're all, we're all, we're all just, uh, we're all just uh, we're all just kidding, kidding. But of Let course, me ask you guys just uh, a quick, real um, quick question. Somebody just see real quick. Sorry, real quick. I know we're running off things. And Min and I talked about this earlier, and I talked about this with some other someone yesterday about this. What do you make of Colby Covington trying to make his luck in the WWE from USC? There's talk he might be coming in the WWE as early as next year. Well, even though I approve it, what WWE is trying to do is. To bring the UFC crowd to the dirty, but that's going to be hard to do. <laughs> uh, who is it? <laughs> who is it again? I'm sorry. Colby uh, Covington. You're doing tight. Now, who is it? Colby Covington. Okay. Uh, well, well, I mean, there, there, there must be some sort of that going on here. Apparently, they can bring, if they can uh, get Brock back and they can bring Ronda Rousey in, and they did it with Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn, why not try to bring somebody else? 
Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> but uh, but we'll have to again. We'll just have to wait and see what happens here, and and uh, and of course, also by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as JD did point out, of course, we don't know where they're going, where UFC is going to try to film the, this their next event. But of course, uh, remember, you too can also win a trip to go to the Gilligan Islands. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh if y'all remember that from the naked gun thank you very much okay anyway uh on that note here guys well thank you very much for listening to episode 820 of wc revolution i definitely want to thank the Iceman jared d Geronimo, the human suitcase machine john gross as well as of course the king of clubs mint patel uh we did not hear from fonzie tonight i'm hoping he is okay um I, jd i don't know if you heard from him or not if he's if he if uh, if he said anything about not being able to make it, uh, but uh, uh, but I hope he's getting like I said at this time that we're thinking about him and hopefully he'll be able to come on tomorrow night. But uh, as I did as I did point out, of course, speaking of Mitt, while he while you have him on the air right here, Mitt, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, and I'm gonna also divulge this to Danny. Um, I know I said I was gonna try to tell you both. But the same, I have not had a chance to do so. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I have you here. So it's a good thing you're still here. Um, as you know, um, we, of course, um, we did reschedule, of course, the match between you and Danny that we were supposed to have last Friday night. We did reschedule that for uh, this Friday, of course, episode 822 of Revolution. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to talk to Danny and make sure that he's going to be able to make it on here so we can officially have this match. I, on the other hand, have, I will go ahead and tell you that uh, I have changed a, stip- a stipulation and I've actually added a stipulation and changed the type of match it's going to be to try and make it a little bit more interesting. Cause I, so, 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 so I know I said I would, I would have asked you first, but I apologize that I had the opportunity to ask, but I just went ahead and I want, because I want to try to say this would work. Um, the match is still going to be for the WCWS Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight title, which Danny currently holds. That that belt is still going to be on the line. Whoever wins gets that, whether it be Danny retains or if you win it. However, whoever does not win that belt, if Danny, if 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 you win that belt and Danny and if Danny loses the belt to you. Or if, or if Danny retains the belt over you, whoever does not walk out of there with that belt on Friday, we'll just say it that way, is not going to go home empty-handed. And let me explain. As you probably heard us mention, we did have a gentleman two or three years ago who won a majority of our champion belts in our trivia championship series. He, we have been trying to reach him over the last few months, even before Christmas, trying to find out if he was going to be able to come on and, and defend his titles. Well, unfortunately, he was not. He he he, he never responded. He never responded to that uh, to our request. So, unfortunately, we did have not have any alternative. I did not have any alternative but to officially strip him of every single belt that he had, and he had about twelve belts. Um, now, 
Um, I will go ahead. I will go and say that, that I, we actually did this experiment in this in the match with JD and Fonzie last week for both of the NX US belts. Yes, JD won the belt that Fonzie put up and retained the one that 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 he that he um, defended, but Fonzie did not go home empty-handed. One of the belts, the belt that he was awarded, actually came from this list that I, that was one that I that I was just talking about. As a result, if you probably haven't noticed a change by now, Fonzie is the brand new ECWS World Heavyweight Champion. I've actually altered that earlier today on that page. So I'm hoping that switch, that I'll have to go back and see if that if, if that actually worked. But anyway, getting back getting to my point here, that whoever does not win the Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight title will, will still go home with a title belt. And the belt that I'm talking about in this case is the FMWS World Weight Championship. That belt will go home with, with, to, uh, with, with either Danny or will go home with you. Whoever does it like whoever does see the Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight title belt was is the belt that was originally is originally, of course, the key to this. So that's the main belt that's being defended. That's that belt's being defended. You see, so that one right there, that that goes to the winner of the match, okay? But whoever doesn't win the match get the FMWS belt. So, like I said, nobody will go home empty. Both of y'all will walk out of there Friday with belts. So, so I just want to throw that at you. Throw that out at you, and and the and the second. And the second thing I wanted to add here, um, the second thing I wanted to add here is instead of a family feud style match, it is going to be straightforward wrestling trivia questions. I found a page that we can use and it's, not, it's a little bit more easier to keep up than the family feud is right now at this point. And um, JD actually seemed to like this idea that this match that him and Fonzie had last week. JD, you had no problem with this doing it this way, did you? No, I did. Boy. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I guess he didn't have any. I don't think he had. He said he, he said he actually kind of liked it. He mentioned that to me last week after we get went off the air. So uh, I think it was last Thursday that we did this, and I think that's what he said. But anyway, that's the way we're going to do it. Under the trivia rules, and there will be another. Whoever doesn't go home with the belt that Danny's going to defend, that person will go home with the FMWS belt. And I also did. That that belt was because, as you know, I was supposed to do the live video feed from that page, and we had a problem. So I said, well, I had to make up for that, we're going to go back and do that live video feed from that page at some point. But I, but I figured, you know, why not, why not, you know, we um, kind of sweeten the deal a little bit and and um, just put that belt up for grabs, since that was one of the belts that was, that was, uh, that was actually just vacated recently. So there you go. So if that's okay with you, uh, Mitt, we'll talk to, I'll talk to Danny and I'll let him know about the change. Um, 
but I'm, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so, and I will try to find something that is a little bit easier, uh, but it will be wrestling trivia. It won't be family food. We're going to try to keep it under that realm of, of um, wrestling trivia. So, and it won't be wrestling jeopardy. It's just straight wrestling questions. And I'll explain how this is how that will work when we do it on Friday. And uh, but uh, um, but on that note here, uh, I just want to that's one just wanted to clarify that with you before we let the air here tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, be sure to join us tomorrow night for outside one four one three eight seven pound tomorrow night at six thirty. Also, of course, forget uh, WWS Wrestling Debate one three nine nine two five pound at eight o'clock. And also, do not forget WWS Revolution uh, tomorrow night at nine. At tomorrow, tomorrow night at nine, our live video feed will be NJPWS Forever Honorable. That's our New Japan Pro Wrestling tribute page. Uh, views, history, and birthdays. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, we'll talk about uh, the official results for AEW and NXT. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll uh, try to have some insight as to what may happen tonight on SmackDown. Plus, also, we'll bring up bring you some more matches as our, of course, our Blast from the Past wrestling interview extravaganza will, of course, continue. Will, of course, continue. Okay, J.D., thank you. Uh, so be sure to listen in on that, of course, tomorrow night, of course, right here on, with, like I said, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate and Revolution, of course, starting at 6.30 tomorrow evening. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, be sure to I do want to thank our friends at NWA U.S. Built on Tradition for a lot for for catching our live video feed from there here tonight. Be sure, of course, to go back and look over that video there as well. If you'd like to go back and watch it or uh, comment on it there as well. I do thank our friends for joining us. I believe uh, several of our folks, including, of course, Mr. Eric Schwartz and also Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, have joined us from there as well. We thank them, of course, with other folks. If I missed them, I, if, I, if I didn't know you were on there, I apologize. But we do thank everybody. By the day on there here tonight and uh, enjoy our broadcast here this evening. Revolution episode 820 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Perpetual Unique eBay, Facebook, I mean, eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. Internet for the eternally distinctive individual. And also, do not forget Bulldog DVD sales and variety on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Of course, do not forget, of course, DVD space with four or two discs are worth $1. DVDs and Blu rays with three or more discs in each set are worth Also, DVDs in the jewel cases are worth 50 cents. And the four disc set of movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger is worth $3. Of course, The Running Man. Predator, Commando, and also Total Richard. Check that out here today. Remember, at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, we take a bite out of the cost. You can enjoy your favorite selection. More selections to come here, hopefully here very, very soon. And we'll keep you informed, of course, when that will, of course, take place. Ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. And I believe D may have a... Yes, we have everything ready to go. And before we do that, we also want to acknowledge tomorrow, Howard will mention it definitely for sure tomorrow, 
as well. It is Jackie Robinson Day. Very historical day in sports history. But yes, I think everyone's going to like our closing theme tonight. So here's a little comedy for you all, however, as we close out the evening for you. Hard-hearted harbinger of haggis, beautiful, bemused, bellicose butcher, untrusting, unknowing, unloved. He wants you back, he screams into the night air like a fireman going through a window that has no fire. Except the passion of his heart. I am lonely. It's really hard. This poem sucks. <laughs> Take care and God bless, folks. This is the WCWS Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.